Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. Today we are here recording episode 74, and our topic today is movies helping you learn foreign languages. So I'd like to start our episode out with a couple teasing questions. Have you ever wanted to become a better speaker or listener of a foreign language, but don't have the time or the money to take language classes? Or... Do you really want to be able to understand people talking on the street, especially their idioms and slang? Well, we have the answer for you today here at the Untranslatable Podcast, and that is some tips and tricks on how to use movies to really boost your language learning and also have some fun along the way. So without further ado, I'm here to share this wonderful episode with my good buddy and pretty soon my travel partner, my buddy Jared. What's going on, Jared? I am so excited. Hello? It's Jared. Hair jarred if you're nasty. <laughs> Slipping on gator piss. Uh, <laughs> follow us on Twitter, Untranslatable1, the number one. Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast. And uh, I mean, as you guys are, as this is gracing everyone's ears, you're already witnessing some of this Instagram greatness. You're like, wow, I've never seen so many Instagram stories before in my life. That's true. Uh, wow, they're uh, they're adorable. Uh, and like, and then they're gonna be like, "Oh, why is Don there?" <laughs> <laughs> Slipping on uh, gator piss. Uh, email us untranslatablepodcast at gmail Tell us your untranslatables. Tell us about your travel stories, your travel shenanigans. Uh, tell us untranslatable sayings, untranslatable phrases. Excuse me, which are idioms, sayings. Proverbs, things that your parents say to you that make no sense, but somehow you know exactly what they're saying when they say it to you. Kind of like, who am I, Josephine Donut? I'm sorry, right. Mom. No, you're not. No, I, you're not Josephine Donut. <laughs> and also, uh, right. spread a little love and uh, five-star reviews, please, on Instagram and – not at Instagram – iTunes and spread Stitcher. Spread a little love on iTunes and Stitcher. <laughs> you can spread a little love on Instagram too, but uh, iTunes and Stitcher are are even better. Let's let's be real, Jared. Frankly, our our listeners can spread the love wherever they want. Yeah, any spread social media account, love. whatever it may be. <laughs> and I want to spread some early love and give a shout out to my dear friend Andrea from Brazil, and she has proven to me, Jared, what you had hypothesized when we did the episode with different types of slang and slipping on gator piss became a drop because she has asked me what does slipping on gator piss mean? <laughs> so it is slowly would you, becoming would you tell her oh, what did i tell her i think i told her something along the lines of like you're you're you're, you're about on to make a mistake piss. you're you're getting into trouble <laughs> You yeah, know, okay. So, yeah. So pretty yeah. soon slipping on gator piss will be the uh vernacular of everybody. Don't be slipping on gator piss now. We got some new ones we can work on there too. There's nothing you can do with stupid people. You know. That's I mean, true. But that's not as good as slipping on gator piss, I will say that's that. That's true. Although it's I do, been bashed in. I do like that one. <laughs> <laughs> I do like you that one. You can't play that while I'm about to take a drink. I'm gonna spit on my laptop uh, and there goes the untranslatable podcast. The Barney. Oh my god, what's happening right now? I love it. Uh <laughs> You know, I think we're just excited because we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be together soon. I'm actually yeah. leaving tomorrow. I mean, you know, in in uh, breaking all sorts of fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth walls here. All the walls. But, uh, <laughs> 
I'll be leaving tomorrow night, actually, so I got a good bit of time. And Brad asked me yesterday, I was talking to Brad, and he says, uh, have you packed yet? And I was like, have I packed yet? I was like, I haven't, I, like, I, I haven't even done the laundry of the clothes <laughs> that I have to pack. <laughs> nice. Uh, which I'm doing now, actually. But, you know, it, you I, at least to me, and I was telling him, I was like, honestly, I felt less prepared for the North Carolina trip than I do for this trip. Because this trip, you know, yes, I'm going farther, and it's more, uh, further, farther, Mr. English teacher? Uh, you are going farther. Well, okay, so you're, you're really, you're going both, because I think this trip will be <clears throat> transcendent. You're going to learn a lot. So you're going nice. farther and further. Don't let don't let any like prospective employers hear that uh, BS. What's the uh, actual like? Do you know the actual the grammatical answer? Yeah, 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 yeah. So the actual grammatical <laughs> difference is farther is actual distance. Okay, so I should right? say farther in terms of like yes. what I travel distance. Whereas further, as I mentioned, which is also true, further is more like when you go deeper into something, mm, right? Like I studied true. this subject further. I'm going further into my travel. Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Uh, but but in terms of what I'm like bringing, it's all the same, you know. I'm just mm -hmm. bringing some like like clothes that I'd wear here, you know. Maybe right. I just pick out some of the nicer ones. <laughs> You're not bringing some some fancy leather and chains for Berlin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I wear those here, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> it's just uh, you know, it, it's it's so it's all the same. Uh, and um, I told him I was like, honestly, I'm I, I'm working. My goal here is to is to travel with a duffel bag, and a good sized backpack. I mentioned this last time, but uh, I was almost shocked for him to be so shocked that I hadn't even started packing yet. Um, so I was at piano lessons yesterday, and um, this one was uh, actually a normal amount of time until not the very two hours. Okay. Ah, okay. And I mentioned to her that I would be going to Prague. Mm-hmm. And she lit up. She's like, <gasps> and she's like, Prague. She's like, oh my gosh. She's like, I have a student that I taught 40 years ago named Joanna Jenkins. And she is now a jazz performer in Prague. And she's been living there for blah, blah, blah years. And I taught her at Christian blah, blah, blah school, some tiny school. My teacher used to be a music teacher at a, okay. a middle school, high school, elementary school kind of, you know. Nice. Okay. And, um, and I was like, oh, she's like, um, she's like, I give her this gift. She's like, can I, can I send you something to give her? And in my head, first of all, I was like, really? I was like, you expect me to, like, somehow um, get, like, like, what are the chances, like, what are the to hit her up and be like, hey, I got this gift for you, come meet me somewhere. But then I thought, ha, huh. <laughs> hold on a second. <laughs> I am a professional podcaster, which my yes, piano sir. teacher doesn't know because if she heard this, she might, uh, she might She'd have a full-on heart lessons. attack. Right. Um, but because uh, she's a very uh, God-fearing woman. But anyway, um, I thought, wow, this woman's from Philadelphia, and uh, she just, you know, she uh, is a uh, she's a black woman, and she just moved to to Prague. How did that happen? How she how is she Prague? How does how she get the how is she with the language? How how's the jazz scene in Prague? And I it's was like, great. and I told her, I was like, well, my friend Chad, who I'm gonna be there with, is loves jazz and and is a big musician, so he'd probably love to meet her too. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, I got to track this uh, woman down. And I did, I, I, uh, I hit her up on Instagram, but then I thought, well, she's, you know, not to be, I, I don't know if this is rude, but I was like, well, she's, I don't know if she's an Instagram person, so I'll email her later. That's a little bit more professional, too. Yeah, yeah, I agree. 
Um, but yeah, so that's um, awesome. I hope we're we can on a meet hunt up with for her. Joanna Jenkins, the uh, jazz go. singer in in Prague. Did you see her Instagram? I I haven't looked. No, oh, okay. you, you didn't. You you didn't tell me her name when you texted me this, did you? I don't know. I thought I you know. just said you had a present for for a musician in Prague or something. Maybe I did. Maybe I did. Yeah. I don't remember. But I I also have a couple contacts in the jazz scene in Prague, and um, I'll I'll write one of them too and see if they. They potentially know her um, because the the cool thing about the Prague jazz scene is there's there's a lot of concerts, but I think a lot of the jazz musicians know each other pretty well because it's 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 not as big of a city as like New York, where or F- I'm assuming probably also Philly, mm-hmm. where even maybe there though the I bet you the jazzers know each other. But um, yeah, we should find her though. That would be yeah. sweet. We're on the that's hunt a, for Joanna, and we don't even have that adventure. many days. It's great. It's kind of exciting, <laughs> right? Yeah, we have uh, what? we have Tuesday, Tuesday to Friday. Fr- well, I think if you know, we mentioned that we go to Homotov, but if mm-hmm. necessary, I think we could. I assume we'd be flexible for uh, if she was willing to do you know the day that we were planning on do right. Go, but uh, in in general, yeah, we have Tuesday, Thursday, or what Friday, right. earlier on, fr- on Friday, right. So should I plan for us not coming back here then? No, let's wait until let's you know we have time. All right. There, we don't. What do you mean planned? What do you what do, what would you adjust if I told you right now? That well, uh, well first of all, we first of all our hotel room are oh, is for touche touche. Our hotel room on is, is, I'm getting a little for, aggressive here. <laughs> is for Tuesday is for Tuesday because that's when Don comes in right on uh-huh. Tuesday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's for Tuesday. Uh, plus, I figured it'd be easier going from Berlin to Prague and chill in Prague on Tuesday. Right, go to right, Komutov right. on Wednesday, mm-hmm. chill there one night, and then go back to Prague Thursday, Friday. So as of right now, I didn't specify a day. I just said Tuesday uh-huh. to Friday. But right. you know, we I can I can I'll, I'll, we'll we'll take this off offline. <laughs> this is getting a little too in the weeds now. Um, right. But yeah, it'll, it'll be, be all cool, right. It'll we'll be cool figure it out because I you know. Mm-hmm. I, I'd be. I'm very curious to know what uh what it's like for for her living in uh in uh, uh Prague, right? Oh yeah, you, it'd be great. I mean, worst worst case scenario, we just book the hotel for another night, um, and just stay in Prague. Right. You um mentioned to me, speaking of this trip, that you had some more uh insider. So you mentioned you have a friend. Can I say his name? It's fine. Yeah. Krishna. He uh <laughs> he um. You said he gave you some insider tips. What mm-hmm. makes these tips insider? How are they? Uh, I, I don't know his connection to Berlin. So he spent, I think, 2015, 2016, maybe even 2017, um, all those summers doing research in Berlin. Um, he did. He wrote his master's thesis on, um, I'm, I'm not going to do it justice, but the gist of it is, um, hip hop as a Gesamtkunstwerk. So Krishna, mm. if you're listening, I apologize for not doing wow. your master's thesis justice. But anyway, so he knows a lot of great spots in Berlin. He gave me some really, really good suggestions for a couple good bars, a um, couple places for music scene. The only, the only bad thing about Berlin, and I've gotten Gigantic. very spoiled living here in Prague, is in Prague there isn't really a dress code. In Berlin uh. there is a dress code. Should I bring places. a blazer? <laughs> Tuxedo, ideally. What, what kind of dress code are you saying? I, 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 I joke, but each, I was also kind of serious. Each place, is, each place is different. You know, like if you go to the, some or of the edgy or techno chains? places. <laughs> well, <laughs> you, you might want to bring your chains. Or yeah, both. depending. 
<laughs> right. Because depending on the place, it's it's always different. Um, you know, some places, if you go in wearing like a nice button down, nice pair of jeans and a nice pair of shoes, they'll turn you away. Um, but I'm hoping the places so will like, go are more cops? like music places, not really like club places. Mm-hmm. Like actually on Friday, I was looking. Um, so I'm going there on Friday, uh, leaving a day early. Now I got to scope out the city, make sure it's uh, worthy of Jared, you know. And uh, I hate and it when you say stuff like that, by the way. It's, it's, I, <laughs> I know, that's kind of why I wanted to say it. <laughs> I, it's, any, it's, oh, my God. Anyways, there's a, there's a really cool jazz club in Berlin. And so I might check, oh, that, what out, a sacrifice. check that out on Friday. What? I said, what a sacrifice. I know, right? Taking one for the team, you know, got to do what you got to do. But anyways, so I think for a lot of these like jazz clubs in different places, there isn't really the dress code. I think as long as you're not wearing like a ripped up T-shirt and a kilt, I don't even know, um, you're probably (coughs) fine. Shout out to all of our Scottish listeners. That's true. (laughs) That's true. But yeah, so it should be good. I guess they don't wear a ripped up T-shirt. They're like, how dare you? (laughs) That's true. Um but yeah, I think the cool thing about Berlin, though, as we may have mentioned before, is we're staying in a place that there's a lot of great stuff. We'll be staying in the neighborhood called Kreuzberg, and Kreuzberg mm-hmm. is known as being kind of like a really, I mean, I hate using the term hipster, but it's kind of hipsterish, kind of alternative. It's really cool. It's a great place. There's great so, food. Yeah? I did a little research myself, and I have a couple of places that I want to know, one, if you've heard of them, and two, you know, just, you know. Turkish market. I, I've i heard of it, but I don't know really anything about it. The Turkish market is right around the corner. Oh, and, sweet. And uh, what do I, I – I didn't uh, – I don't – and it's a market. Like it's it, – oh, you know one thing I noticed about the Turkish market? What? Uh, and I would love to see you in this situation, especially in comparison to me. And I think we can mm-hmm. make this happen. Okay. They mentioned that in the Turkish market um, – uh, haggling is encouraged because really? it's sort of like a it's I'm not going to call it flea market I don't know if that's insulty I don't because right. I don't know if it's like because right. flea market kind of implies like you know like shitty stuff but I don't know right. if it's shitty stuff I don't know what it is right but uh, they do say that they that um, you know that uh, haggling is encouraged you I could ima- I would love to like compare the prices I pay to the prices you pay you'd be like yeah I got a great price it was only like fifty bucks. You're like, what are you talking about? I got this for six. <laughs> we should we should do an experiment and try that. That would be fun. All right. My, All right. my tip is, I mean, I don't know. Every time I've I've been like, well, the only places I go where, and if it's if the people at the market are actually Turkish, um, you know, I really like going to like Turkish barbers when I'm in. Germany or Austria because they always do a great job on your hair. Do you haggle on a haircut? I don't. I don't haggle. (laughs) But the one thing I've noticed, which is this, is what my point is. They always, they always, they always use the term Bruder, brother, right? Mm -hmm. Like, hey Bruder, yeah. Like, was brauchst du? What do you need, right? And so I wonder if you, if you toss that term in there, I wonder if that'll maybe bring the prices down. Ah. Be Be like, hey Bruder. That's just too nah, few. Like that's too much. You know, I I think that's I think you make a good point, and I think there might be some truth to that. But I think that's also I mean, you know, they're not only dealing with non like they they deal with plenty of people that that pull that stuff on them all the time. Like like even though it's coming, you know, maybe because it's coming from an American, it might be a little different. Right. But I don't think I don't think they I think you 
I think it takes a little bit more sweet talking than than that. But oh, I like I'm, where your I'm head's sh- at. I'm sure it does. I like I'm sure where it your does. Head's at. I mean, I, the one, I feel the like one... I can do some sweet talking. We might be able to. <laughs> we'll see. I want to check look, this market out. Though. I look over. You know, like I, I'm in a deep haggle argument over price. I look over. You're making out with a woman, and oh, I was like, Shannon, <laughs> you're, 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 you're trying to. Oh my this, this, What kind of haggling is this? <laughs> right. Be like, yeah, Jared, I got, I got this entire, got this entire box of vinyl for free, man. Uh, oh man, that's too funny. That's too funny. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that that would be cool though. What what other research have you done? What have you found? The Bite Club. Have you heard of the Bite Club? Never heard of it. Now we have something here called Reading Terminal, and I get the feeling the Bite Club is kind of like Reading Terminal. You know, it's like a kind of like a open market with a lot of different places, like food places. Okay. And then I found one other one, the Kreitzberg, Kreitz, excuse me, I said that like a real American, the Kreitzberg, <laughs> the Kreuzberg <laughs> uh, Beach Bar. And this is Beast not, or beach? Beach, Strand. Strand. And this is a not, Strand Bar. Yeah, I guess okay. so. It's called Beach Bar here, I guess. it's pro- okay. Maybe it's called Strand Bar there. But uh, it's not one place. But it's along the uh, river, and it's actually so. Where our hotel is, there's like a bridge mm-hmm. right there that goes to the other side of the. What is that? The spray. Yep, that should be the spray. So I, I'm gonna have to work. I'm gonna have to learn to stop doing this every like the spray. <laughs> I hope <laughs> you keep doing that. I hope you start using both hands. <laughs> spray. <laughs> like Spider Man. Spray. Right. Anyway, and uh, the this it's it's right on the other side of the bridge, which is right there. And apparently there's like a bunch of different beaches there. For example, Badashif. Can you translate that for, for us? Badashif? Boat? Bada. Is that like, like bathtub? bathtub? Yeah, bathtub, bathtub ship. ship. Tub ship. Uh, that's, that's one of the beaches along the Kreuzberg beach bar. Mm-hmm. Or uh, there's, a, there's more than these two, but these are the two that caught my eye. Freischwimmer, which I believe Free is swimmer. a um, euphemism for, you know. I mean, come on. Slipping on gator piss. You know. I think so. Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, see, Jared, you don't even need a swimsuit. We're good. I, I'm not playing. Are you going to bring one? No. What am I, a okay, child? I, I wasn't uh, going to either. <laughs> I was shocked by uh, by how much was going on in Kreuzberg. Like, you know, obviously we will probably leave Kreuzberg to see some other right. uh, I mean, you we know, have to. tourist stuff. But I right. was just shocked at, like, if we really wanted to, we could happily spend our entire time just there and oh, and be easily. more than and have more than enough to see. Easily. That was yeah. cool. That's that's the great thing and the awful thing about Berlin is that there's always something to do. Um, but like like I said, when we were or- originally planning this trip, I think I literally told you we could spend the entire time in Berlin. Oh yeah, for sure. Of right? course. Of of course. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Do you think we could spend the entire time in Prague? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I think I think if you went to Prague though with someone and you didn't know it as well, it would get a maybe, little Maybe maybe 4 days max, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um not but to I'm with the professional. Not to insult any of the uh Prajaks listening <laughs> to this uh podcast right now. Is that what but, you call um, them? Or is that what they yeah, call them? Prajak. Okay. Yeah. It's like a Prager. It's been mm-hmm. it's been. <laughs> um, so so yeah, but I mean the the thing about Prague is I think there's a lot more to offer than just the typical tourist sites. Whereas Berlin, I think Berlin is known for the other things other than just the tourist sites. Like people, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, there's a lot of people that go to Berlin just to see the see the Brandenburg Gate and the Holocaust Memorial and the and the Reichstag, um, the German Parliament. But I think a lot of other people go go to Berlin for like the the awesome street art and the culture and the food. Like I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I've I've heard from a lot of people, even some of my friends who live in Berlin. Berlin is not the best place to get German food. It's the best place to get other types of food. Mm-hmm. You know. I've heard that um, Turkish too. food, Vietnamese food, Thai food, whatever. Yeah. So I've yeah. heard that too. And it makes perfect sense. I mean, that's that's any sort of big city. It, it right. offers such a wide array. And, um, you know, even though obviously there are plenty of places to get all that German stuff, I'm sure like for the vast majority of, of people living there, because it's such a giant multicultural city, you know, mm-hmm. most people aren't looking to have schnitzel and currywurst all the time. Right. Right, like, like you, us. You, 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 I was just gonna say, <laughs> but you know, we're, I'm definitely gonna be eating some currywurst, and I'm um, sure you sh- can find, still find great currywurst there, though, obviously. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, but um, yeah, it should be fun, though. Yeah, uh, that's for sure. But I think we should uh, spread a little love. I agree. Yes, sir. I agree. Um, now this one, I, I got. Can, I'm gonna start, and this one it. is um, now. Dare I say, kind of a sad one. Okay. But uh, you know. This guy, and I realized this just by after just by the outpouring that this guy's a legend and he deserves his due. Have you heard about Alex Trebek? Oh yes. Now yeah, have you heard? Sad. Did you hear the message? I want to play the message because I have uh, not heard the message. I'm going to play it because this is some real. Is this going to make me cry on air? It might, but it's some real gangster right. Alex Trebek stuff, and and, right, and, 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 it. and it really shows why he's great. I'm going to play it real quick. Uh, now it's going to, um, you know, the annoying thing is it's going to, you know, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be a professional here and not have it just start with them talking right in the middle. But that yeah, would be good. So, <laughs> well, I'll just let Trebek do the talking. I don't even need to do, give a preamble. He, you know. well, well, here, I, Hi, would like to, oh, I, I would like to give a preamble because I think a lot of our listeners abroad don't know who he is. Oh, so good Alex point. Alex Trebek <laughs> is uh, the host of... Um, is Jeopardy. It, is it Jeopardy? Thank you, Jeopardy. Um, and he's been the host for a really long time, really, really long time. Yeah, I can't tell you for how long, but I, I'll look it up right now. It's got to be at least twenty years, if not longer. That would be my guess. Twenty years plus. Yeah, he seems like a just a great all around guy. Yeah, it w- explain what Jeopardy is. So Jeopardy is a game show in the United States where people win. You can win what? Can you win millions of dollars or just thousands? You can win millions because if you win, you can come back. The net, you, you, right. the winner comes back, and and they keep right. Adding and it's that. all sorts of random trivia. It can be pop culture, history, all sorts of random stuff. Right. Uh, so he, um, I think he. Well, it's, he's been hosting for at least twenty five years. Twenty five oh, plus wow. years. Okay. Okay. And 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 the, the and the way it ends, the in the way that the this the, the quick way of the way the way it's set up is. He he, quote unquote this, and this is how it's set up. It's dumb for us Americans too, by the way. At least a lot of us. But what yeah. he does is he he asks a he he gives you an answer, mm-hmm. and you have to tell him what the question would be to the answer that he has given you. So all right. the all the all the quote unquote questions, which are answers, are right. answered by saying what is hemoglobin? What is sh- right? Uh huh. Um. And he's uh, and so yeah and and so he's a he's a, you know he's a staple on American television and because this is the untranslatable po- podcast, he's Canadian. He is Canadian. Yep. Hi everyone. 
I have some news to share with all of you, and it's in keeping with my longtime policy of being open and transparent with our Jeopardy fan base. I also wanted to prevent you from reading or hearing some overblown or inaccurate reports regarding my health. So therefore, I wanted to be the one to pass along this information. Now, just like 50,000 other people in the United States each year, this week I was diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer. Now normally the prognosis for this is not very encouraging, but I'm gonna fight this and I'm gonna keep working and with the love and support of my family and friends and with the help of your prayers also, I plan to beat the low survival rate statistics for this disease. Truth told, I have to, because under the terms of my contract, I have to host Jeopardy for three more years. <laughs> so help me, keep the faith, and we'll win. We'll get it done. Thank you. Wow. So yeah, you know, here from the Untranslatable podcast, we're uh, spread a little love. Alex Trebek, a t television legend. Oh, and definitely. By the <clears throat> outpouring, I mean, this video has, has uh, 12 point. 12 and a half million views, 153,000 retweets, and 575,000 likes, you know, right now. And uh, it came out yesterday. So, you know, right. the love is strong. And all That's it is, is is love. We're pulling for you, Alex, you know. Most definitely. Uh, so heartbroken. Miracles happen every day. You know, people love this dude. Absolutely. And I, I also like the fact that he did toss out that he isn't the only one suffering from this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it goes to show that, um, you know, he thinks of others, and uh, I think he maybe raised a little bit of awareness as well mm -hmm. about pancreatic cancer. Um, and, and we are fortunate that we do live in a time where, although the survival rate may be low, um, we do have the technology and science and medicine that hopefully either science he can beat crazy, it dude. or uh, it is. Either he can beat it or hopefully be comfortable um, during his remaining time. But yeah, so our hearts go out to you, Alex, Trebek, and also all of the people out there who have been suffering from um, any type of cancer. Spread a little um, love. We're spreading all the love we can here at the Untranslatable Podcast. Mm -hmm. So I actually have another famous person shout out. Okay. And maybe you've heard about this, Jared. You know, I'm, I may be living in the Czech Republic. I may love Europe. I may sometimes be called by some people as not your typical American, but <laughs> at heart, I'm still a Michigander, born and raised, very you proud. You can enjoy a steak every now and again. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And some good old American and a football. Baked potato. <laughs> That's right. Um, and so my shout out goes out to uh, Jaden Smith because his oh. foundation has been working to bring clean water to Flint, Michigan. So this oh, is what, nice. five years in the making now. And Flint, Michigan still does not have clean water. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I don't even know how this is possible. Right. Me either. In, in a country where, where they say we're the, one of the richest countries in the world, yet we don't have clean drinking water and bathing water for our citizens. Uh, However, it's crazy. we are in a state of emergency because we cannot get a wall. Though. That's true. <laughs> very, very, very scary stuff, people. Uh, exactly. But for uh, literally pennies of what uh, that would cost, you could also just, you know, help a city out with, uh, you know, ample living conditions. 
you know, whatever. Right. Exactly. So spread a little love. So yeah. So big ups to you, Jaden. Thank you very much. And I'm sure all of the people of Flint, Michigan, are also ecstatic to hear this news. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I would Jared, say so. Do you happen to know what time it is? I do. I do. You know. If any, you know, this is this is the Untranslatable podcast. We like to have fun here. But at the end of the day, we're here for the Untranslatables. You better believe it. And um, I, we got some. I have two of them, and okay. I want to start off with a Czech one. Mm-hmm. So this is Vzralim Vieku, which means a ripe age. Ooh, that sounds either gross or sad, <laughs> or both, I guess. <laughs> That's true, could be, but not quite. A ripe age. Ooh. It's nothing gross. I know, but it's had to chill on my spine. Maybe I'm in, the problem because I thought it was gross. In English, it sounds gross. Right. In right, English, right. it definitely sounds gross. Does that mean like uh, moving out like moving out, out of your parents' house? It's more. It's more simple than that. Ripe age. It's like you you look you look young for your age. So so uh, so no. It, it's like wow, you, you look very ripe. <laughs> <laughs> it's very like, ripe. <laughs> it's like you know if if you were to tell like a family member, oh yeah, you know I'm going to I'm traveling to Europe by myself, gonna meet up with my friend there. Um, and they'd say, oh, you know, you're at a ripe age, Jared, being able to travel by yourself, <laughs> you know, things like that. It was a horrible example. I have but. a gross, I, it's, just, it's my mind. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Go off, meet a nice European boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I'm just I remember tell when you I traveled to Europe, to Marco. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my God. All right. All right, Jared. So what this is, is someone who Don't is mature. Your grandfather. Or is an adult. That's all it is. Uh, yeah, okay. To it be sounds, mature being adult. just as gross. It's still gross. <laughs> Parada. Um, okay, Parada. My... Oh, whoa, whoa. Parada. Oh, no, what's happening? Oh, uh-oh. Parada. <laughs> I had to close it. <laughs> <laughs> my hands were up. <laughs> it had a mind of its own. All right, let's try that again. Parada. All right, all right. All right, all right. we're good. Whew. My first one is Catalan. Do you know much about Catalan, the language of Catalan? They speak it in Barcelona, right? Yeah, in Valencia as well. Okay. That's, and apparently, that's about all I know. It's, well, not apparently. It is like one of the romance languages, or as I call mm-hmm. it, the lost romance, langu- lost romance language. Okay. Uh, I, the only reason I call it that is because I don't really know much about it. And my uh, untranslatable for it is Ferenet Zink. Ten, ten teams. Oh, excuse me. They see this is Spain. They say they speak this, right? Let me start over. Come okay. on. Ferne, think, centimeters. <laughs> I don't know if that's how they say it in, in Catalonia, but maybe. Shh. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, what does I'll say it again. Let me just say it and and how I think they would say it. Ferne, think, centimeters. Excuse me. Ferne, think, centimeters. Ooh, that's tough. Make it five cents is the literal translation. Make it five cents. Is this is this what I'm going to need to use when I'm haggling at the Turkish market? No, 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 no. no. So make it, make for, it five uh, cents. I can give, give you a perfect example. example. So okay. you know, you and I, uh, <laughs> we've really just broken all lines between off air and uh, 
on-air conversation after this uh, example. So, you know, we were talking a second ago about how you did some uh, market research on the Untranslatable podcast mm-hmm. and how uh, people were saying, oh, we love it, but it's two hours long. You guys talk for way too long. Shut mm-hmm. the fliggity up. <laughs> <laughs> Many freggista. And... Um, but they didn't say that to you because they're nice and they like you. They said, uh, you know, we love it, but the problem is that we kind of wish you could make it five cents so we could listen to all of it. Oh, just make it shorter? Get to the point? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I if like you like, tell me some crazy story and I'm like, all right, make it five cents. Let's go. Ah, okay. That makes mm-hmm. sense. I like that mm-hmm. one. All yeah. right. Mine is Spanish. Um, and I think this is Mexican Spanish, but to all of our listeners in Mexico out there, correct me if I'm wrong, please. And it is, it's two words, casa ajena. Ajena means other, and you know what casa means. For our listeners out there, casa means house. Yes. Uh, so so house like a, other or other house. My other house on my other house. My other car drives my other car. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite song. <laughs> um, other house. Is it other home or other house? Oh, could because when I hear I'd it, say, I'd I, say house. I'd say house. I think of it as someone that's like not welcome almost. Ooh, you're you're getting pretty close. Um, I would almost say that it's like we don't know. Like we're, we're like we I like unfamiliar in a new place. Yeah. Because when yeah. I think other house, like 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 um, like getting comfortable, is it like the process or is it like? A house is not a home without it's, you. I think so, that's Stevie Wonder, isn't it? Oh, no, that's Luther Vandross. Excuse yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Um, think about um, y- you're getting really, really close. I mean, if we were playing like hot and cold, you'd be burning up right now. Um, I don't know where to take it. I don't know where to take it to just it's, finish it off. Uh, imagine imagine it's the you're the guest of that house. So does it, you don't you not feeling welcome? Kind of, yeah. Or I, is it or is you, it like a were, visitor? You were you were getting really close with like not making yourself <laughs> at home Christ. or not making yourself Oh, you don't feel comfortable in someone else's home. But yeah, I mean it's basically the house of a person that you're not very close with. So you have to be careful and not touch anything. Mm. And basically it's like a house where you don't feel super comfortable. You can't really make yourself at home. When I was in uh, Germany, and when I lived in Germany and I played soccer, one of the teams was a traveling team, and we played against other international schools in, in, mm-hmm. in the European area, you know, sort of in, in, the, in the area. And we would often do a stay with host families, you know, mm-hmm. so, you know, teammates. Let's say we went to Amsterdam. We would stay with some of the families of, um, of our teammates, Right, and uh, that was a very other ho- house situation. Casa Ana, what was it? Casa Hana, Hana. Casa Casa Ajena. Casa Ajena situation. Casa mm-hmm. Ajena situation, because it was it was very uncomfortable. One staying in a stranger's house, uh, in a in a in a foreign country. Two, these are our competitors. <laughs> so right. you know, sometimes you get along with them. Just because they're a competitor doesn't mean you hate them. But you don't always get along with them. <laughs> right. Sure. And it's just a weird sort of feeling where it's like I just hated you a second ago on the field, and now to be like, 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 I, uh, yeah. It was, and, and then you know, food is always weird in and uh, on other people's homes where it's like, oh, this is what sure. you guys eat for dinner every day. Right. Fucking weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. 
Well, we can't oh. all be uh, five-star chefs like you, Jart. That's for sure. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, and uh, do you have any more? I do not. I'll give you one more. One more. Okay. This one is... Uh, I'm going to do this Polish one. Niuch Ochka Dziki Robich. You know, I'm sure I slaughtered it. Uh, don't teach your father how to make children. That's like, I think what that means is basically like you don't, like don't give people your unsolicited advice. Like wh why you, why are you telling this father how to make children? He's already made babies. He knows how to make children. Uh, right. Yeah. Right? That's a, yeah. Yeah. I don't know a more smooth way to say it no. though. Well, it, it's saying, um, giving unnecessary or unsolicited advice, but it's especially someone giving advice to someone that knows more than that person like that's right that's kind of what it's that's that's specifically what it is it'd be like, like if someone someone like called you up and was like hey you know i've been hearing your drops on the untranslatable <laughs> podcast and uh you really need to change things up and that's when you would you would have to say what is it again <laughs> yeah, don't easy. slipping on gator piss <laughs> what was the phrase again don't don't tell fathers how to make children what what was the oh, the post? Oh, 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 yeah. Don't teach a father how to make children. Yes. Yeah. 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 Nice. It's been very exactly. That's right. It's like that's right. Although um, I I agree with that. Although I will say, um, I am also a firm believer that you can learn something from everybody. Yeah. Yeah. But I think there's there's a time and place, and, oh, and you can and and there a lot of times when with those people telling people how to you know with those people telling fathers how to have children, a lot of those people are offering unsolicited advice. <laughs> oh, most definitely. <laughs> In situations where they're way out of their league. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're absolutely right. Well, Jared, I think it's time for us to give our listeners some unsolicited advice. Mm -hmm. But exactly. I think this is some advice that we have a you little betcha. bit of expertise about. Um, I mean, I'm only, I'll tell you this, for the most part, I'm only here to, I'm only going to speak on movies that I've seen. Sounds good. I have a list of only movies I've seen. Well, let's hear them. Uh, okay. We just want to start running through them. Well, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, okay. So for, for everyone that, I don't remember any of the fr French movies I saw. I saw a couple and I don't, I don't really remember. So these are going to be all German movies and we're going to start with the most obvious. I mean, is it we already. Rent? Of course. Oh, nice. Okay. And, and, and I tried to look it up, and I couldn't even really figure it out. How is it that Lola Rent became the ubiquitous German movie? Because I it don't is. Know. Every it, German it is student in most at German some point classes in the states has seen definitely Lola Rent, which right. in English is Run Lola Run. Right. I like the German title better. Um, yeah, it's more succinct. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think it's just a well. At least I can let me give you my kind of pedagogical I do insight like it, to it. I do enjoy. I mean, the I movie. do too. It's a very I good think movie. It's, so that's the, that's good news. I think it's mind. because it's really repetitive. I mean, if you watch that movie and you mm, don't know, that's a good ball. Oh. If, if you don't know how to say Ditasha after that movie, you clearly <laughs> weren't watching it and you fell asleep. That is a great point. It's super and repetitive it, because the scenes keep replaying with only slight changes to each of them yeah. so you so it not only is it you're essentially hearing the same thing over again but you're mm -hmm. also recognizing where it changes and it allows you to sort of focus on different parts of right. uh, of that same dialogue right also that's a very good point yeah look at also, you i know right Barada. it's almost like i teach for a living or something weird <laughs> 
really weird. But the, the other thing about it, too, is, I mean, if you look at the cast of the movie, a lot of them were super famous German actors. I don't know if that movie was their big break or not. I'm, I'm no German film expert, um, but... You well, know, the was, cast was really fantastic. I think it, it won. did come out in the late 90s. I believe 98, 97 okay. maybe. Could and be. The, I, I do know that the lead uh, the lead uh, lady, Lola, she is, mm. that's Flanka Potenta, I believe is yep. her name. Yep. She was, I, I don't she know. I know she obviously, movies. that's what I was about to say. Yeah. Yep. I don't know much about her career. I know she obviously has had a very good career, mm-hmm. but I remember specifically from getting shot in the face. Uh, in a Bourne movie. I guess that's not all she had, but she also let let uh, Jason Bourne borrow her Mini Cooper and drive there it down the staircase. Nice, nice. But uh, you keep so the tire pressure checked on these things? Uh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, Lola Rent. And it's a very good movie, and it's essentially, yeah. So what it is is, you know, it's sort of like a butterfly effect movie, and it kind of... Mm-hmm. Uh, is like a what if this happened and, and it's a repetition of the same sort of scenario that's happening with slight changes to it every time. Detasha. And, uh, which obviously gives different outcomes. Uh, another one is, uh, we've talked about this a little bit, Goodbye Lenin. Oh, yep. That's a classic. And Goodbye Lenin was directed by the same person that directed, is that, that's the movie, right? Is that the one where he's spying on... Um, Oh, das Leben der anderen. Oh, that's not. Excuse me. What's goodbye, Lenin? <laughs> goodbye, Lenin is when the the grandmother or no, the right. mother. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Doesn't she? She gets she, into like a car accident or something, or gets some sort of injury. She, yeah, and and she she wakes up after East and West Berlin has been reunited. Right. But she was a huge fan of East Germany, and so they tried to like keep her in the lie that they were. It was still East Germany. Um, right. And, and so it's they a really have like heartwarming a... story, right? It's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, and no. I, I and and I, and you know one thing I liked about that I thought that this this movie I don't think was particularly good as like an educational piece for any specific reason except for uh-huh. the fact that I genuinely enjoyed this movie because right. I think a lot uh, that's that's what I a lot of the uh, you know a big part of of showing movies I think or, or learning from movies mm-hmm. is you have to I, I think enjoying it is a oh, kind of a must. Absolutely. Because if you're just watching it because it's some sort of assignment and you don't really give a shit about it, it it's not it's not going to sink in really. Oh, most definitely. And and that also brings me to um I would just like to kind of take a step back for just a second and uh so two tips I think that we can already take from these two movies that you've mentioned, Jared, is uh so with Lola Rent, it's very repetitive. So that's mm-hmm. one plus if you can find some movies that are have repetitive phrases, it's very easy to pick up on those phrases. And yes. then the second good point I would I would say from what you said as well is, yeah, you have to find movies you like to watch. It can't just be an assignment. Um, and that's why ever since I've graduated, um, I watch a lot of movies in German, some movies in Spanish. Um, and at least the, the German movies, I'll watch almost whatever because you know I'm a big language nerd and it's fun. And Where's you're freer with the German because you're not as you're not as bound to like if you watch a Spanish movie, obviously you're using sub subtitles. Oh, definitely. But definitely. I think even still, sometimes you might want to find something where it's like it's not so out of my league that I can't even understand what they're saying. Right, right. Uh, well, you know what I do with Spanish movies, and this will bring me to another tip for our listeners: is I rewatch movies I've already seen in English. So a lot of them are like Disney Pixar movies, which I know sounds kind of stupid. But a lot of these... Hey, come on. Don't oh. say that about yourself. <laughs> also, well, Disney movies are amazing. 
That's I don't true. think anyone. I don't think anyone of at most ages would would say a bad thing about some of the classic Disney movies. That's true. That's true. So so disregard that previous comment. But um, <laughs> like I I just watched a few weeks ago. I rewatched the movie Coco in Spanish, and so for for those of you who haven't seen Coco, it's about a young boy named Miguel who wants to become a musician and a guitar player and a singer, and. Uh, Sadly, his I won't tell I won't tell the whole story. One because our podcast will be four hours long, and two <laughs> and we'll because I don't be want to spoil it. That that also. <laughs> um, but he wants to become a musician. Um, there's this picture of a family member. He doesn't know who it is, but he sees him holding a guitar in his hand. Um, but his family forbids him to play music, and it happens around. And that guy's uh, a celebrity in town as well. Right, and it and and what happens is. Um, there's a for the Day of the Dead when um, you know in Mexican culture the families have they call it the ofrenda which is like a, like a they have like a table with like I think it's like food and pictures of family that's when the dead can cross cross this bridge into the world with the living and see their relatives again and mm-hmm. and that's all I mentioned but so I saw it in Spanish I have to say I think it was actually better in Spanish I could imagine that because I think that movie specifically. You know, it's not obviously it's not dubbed. They probably like recast a whole new group of very well, I professional. I think they used probably the same cast. I think most of them were bilingual. Oh, they all spoke Spanish. I think the majority of oh, them. Yeah. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Because the say, voices all sound the same. Okay. Because I was about to say they they have the benefit of well then there you go. I mean that even that validates my point. They have the benefit of not having to. I I thought I was gonna say. But I guess even recasting it, even if you get professionals that speak the language fluently, if you're recasting it, it's still going to be different because they're different people. Right. So yeah, if you if if the same cast can speak that you know speak it fluently or fluently enough where they can you know learn the language well enough to mm-hmm. to you know to be, still play that, it's even better because you're getting the sort of the exact same act acting, and you're getting right. the exact same movie rather than either it being dubbed or it being a new you know a different cast that you know might sound the same but it's still you know you know it's not the same right right um and and the thing with movies that that are dubbed is it can be hit or miss at least for me it's funny a lot of my czech students um i think that the the people in the czech republic actually put a lot of time and effort and do a really good job on the dubbing because i've heard only positive things about the dubbing here in the czech republic um, well, that's like I've, good. I've that's... heard even The Simpsons is really good. Uh, Dubbing annoyed. I, 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 dub, I, yeah, I think most times I would prefer. Um, I think almost all the time I would prefer subtitles over dubbing. Yeah, depends um, on the language, but I would agree. And that's actually the I'd say one of th- tip number three is use subtitles. Some oh, people, uh, some people, I I know some people that even in English, you know, native English, you know, my American friends or whatever, native mm-hmm. English speakers prefer subtitles. I uh, used to not, but I've I've kind of turned into a subtitle person. So even like when I'm when it's English stuff, and I think it's because you know I'm sort of if I'm watching something which is rare, like on television, I'm sort of like such a naturally fidgety person mm-hmm. that I think having the subtitles helps me focus Gives you a little something bit. Something to do, okay, right? <laughs> and then obviously in German, I, you know. I'm pretty good, but I don't know. I don't know it well enough to understand every. You know, I might be able to keep mm-hmm. up with the plot, but I don't know right. every word they're saying. Right, um, and I don't either. You know, my German's good, but it's not. It's not native speaker good. Um, right, and the and the other thing with movies too is there's a lot. 
going on. You know, there's background noise, there's music, people mumble, there's or slang. Or especially for these German movies, a lot of them, and I'll get to some of these. Well, I guess this is one of them. A lot of them are also sort of of the time. So it's like mm-hmm. they're using they're, they might be using words that um, that were were are either that everyone knows, but are is kind of they're antiquated. outdated. Yeah, they're ar- yeah. they're archaic. Absolutely. Or they're using very specific, like like for example, this is a perfect example. I was watching that movie that I went to go see. Um, what was that movie called? Uh, oh, Never Look Away. Yeah, and. Um, and the the Russian the Russian commander had a military uh, military translator, and the translator was translating for the doctor while he was giving birth to the commander's wife. And mm-hmm. so he was telling so that the German doctor was telling him all these German he, he was telling him all these complex medical phrases. And to a po- after a point, the Russian guy was like, "I'm a military uh, translator." It's like I don't I was like ich bin Militär Dometscher. He's like I don't right. know all these. Uh, yeah. Like medical terms, or it's like, yeah, I can understand and I can I can get it get along and get along, but like mm-hmm. that's just like way past like stuff that I have no reason to know really. Right, and I and I would also say with subtitles, um, if you're a true beginner, obviously put the subtitles in your native language if you can. Um, mm-hmm. But once you develop, I would say even up to low intermediate level, um, start watching movies in the. In, with the subtitles in the target language. And I think that's, it's also, it reinforces how the words are spelled. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I enjoy watching subtitles to see what they kind of, what they get right and get wrong, right? Like what I mean by that yes, is sometimes- how they translate things. Right, because the subtitles, some languages like German, you know, the way they talk and the way things are written is a little different. So the subtitles will actually be different than what, same meaning, but different words than what I they mean, say. I mean, dude, this, this is episode 74 of the Untranslatable podcast. If anyone understands that concept, <laughs> it would be us. <laughs> That's true. That is very true. Where it's like, so you can't always, you can't always translate stuff, uh, like stuff doesn't always translate smoothly, which is exactly what we always right. talk about here. But right. but that's another great part of use of watching, um, watching movies as, as, um, you know, as a learning learning technique, is you learn a lot of those untranslatables. You learn a lot of that right. slang that Detasha. your teacher, that your teacher. Well, that's not slang. That's just a word. But right. that your the teacher bag. wouldn't um, <laughs> wouldn't uh, wouldn't teach you in a classroom. Right. And I, I think there's another thing. There's kind of kind of two kinds of, of repetition. There's the repetition in the sense of uh, Lola Rent. Hmm. Yeah, Detasha. There we go. So you and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what you do to me when you want me to give a drop. So that's what I do to you when I Fair need enough. a drop. <laughs> Fair enough. So that's what happens. Uh, you know, there's there's repetition in Lola Rent. Detasha. Because it's repetition of a of a same scene over and over again. Mm-hmm. But there's also the repetition in the sense that, say, um, like it's a movie that you just want to watch over and over again, or say it's like a series, for example. Mm-hmm. And so you know, it might it, you're not rep- you're not repeating, you're not hearing a repetition of um, Detasha. Of, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're not hearing a repetition of the same exact thing all over and over again. Detasha. But you are hearing like a repetition of of themes and a continuation of a story, mm-hmm. and I think that that oh, sort definitely. of repetition of and that sort of helps with the engagement part. You're clearly into it if you're going to watch Absolutely. the second, like the sequel or whatever. I think from now on, you just need to send me some drops and keep pointing at me. <laughs> that was fun. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I agree with you 100% though, Jared. And I think the other good thing about watching movies and watching the repetition is you see how, you see kind of how natural 
conversation happens. You know, my, my problem when I started learning German was people would say something to me and I wouldn't really know what to say. You know, I would say like, das stimmt. Like, yeah, that's right. But mm -hmm. you can only say das stimmt so many times until <laughs> it gets really boring or people du are like, is recht. that? <laughs> right. Or if people, people are like, does he only know how to say das stimmt? Like, what's, what's his deal? You know? Das stimmt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Um, I do have some, I mean, I have some more examples of, of um, I have some sort of, uh, I have some ones that I would say are Mama more hoo -hoo. as far as good movies to watch if you want to learn. And I want to get your opinion as a okay. professional. Okay. Device of Bond is my first one. And I'm going to explain why. Okay. It's a movie. It's a quote unquote good movie, but it's a very intense movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's a movie that I don't. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to watch it again because <laughs> it's very graphic right. and it's just, it's just very intense and it, it was good in the sense that like it's well made, but it's not my right. cup of tea in any sort of way, really. It's, it's definitely more of like a kind of artsy, you, you got to think about it type of movie. Right. Um, Can you give a, uh, like a quick brief synopsis of it by any chance? Because oh I don't remember it well I, enough. I, sh I should be able to, because I've seen the damn movie like three or four times, um, Seen it too many times. I think Das Weiße Band one time is good enough. Um, it's about a it's about a small town in northern Germany. I think right before. I right can just in read between it World War One and World. Hold up, let me let me take no, a okay, stab sorry. at this. I'm sorry. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's I it, it takes place in like a small northern German town, right in between World War One yep. and World War Two. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, are you reading Wikipedia right now? No, no, no. <laughs> okay, no. <laughs> you, that's you very know, good. You know I'm not because the internet would be weird. That's true. <laughs> I've, I've minimized my notes like, to like uh, almost nothing. Um, so, so yeah. Job. So it takes place there, and then there's uh, I don't remember if it was like it it was like a killer or something. They they were trying to find him, and like all the neighbors were like kind of like pointing fingers at each other. I remember there was a guy in the yeah, movie good old who fashioned like who done it. Right. And I remember there was like a, a guy who like pl played, had like a piano or a keyboard and he invited some woman to his house. That's all I really remember about it. Yeah. I mean, that's all we need. I, I just, you know, we don't need to go deep into every movie. I just wanted to give at least a brief little explanation of why. But I, I don't think it's a good movie. Well, here's the thing. I think it's a good movie if you're learning German and you're learning German because you're you want to know more about the history. Well, that's the thing. When I watched this movie... I, I this was not like a learning German movie that we watched. This was at a this was in a a, a, this was a in German Austria, class, wasn't it? No, no, this was in okay. uh, this was one of Perry's classes. He taught a okay. German movie f uh, class, and so we, oh, at this I was point, gone. I think that was the semester the I was second still in semester. Vienna. Yeah, it was really okay. cool. But at that point, it was obviously you, you're if you're in that class, you're expected to to understand it. And he would put on subtitles sometimes. Right. But it, it, the year, that was already kind of, because we were more analyzing writing papers about movies rather right. than actually like, you know, you should understand it well enough to be able to write a paper about right. it. Right. Did you have to but, do um, the, the, the precis for him or whatever they we, we called them? Precis? I've never even heard that word the, before. The, the, the like, the schriftliche Arbeit. We had to like, oh, do yeah, all those. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I guess it wouldn't be called laser journal because we weren't right. reading anything. A anyways, sorry. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Another one, uh, have you heard, these two, I'll say these two together. Mm -hmm. Metropolis. Okay. Have you heard yeah. of it? Yeah, yeah I've seen it. The Cabinet of Dr. Calig Caligari, excuse me. I don't think I've ever seen that one. <clears throat> I have seen Metropolis. Metropolis is a weird movie. 
Um, it's very, it's kind of like if for all of our American listeners that have read a book every now and again, it's very, <laughs> it's very similar to say 1984. Yeah. Or um, what's That's that what other George sort of dystopian? Orwell, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or what was that other sort of dystopian one? Oh, Brave New World. That's a similar sort uh-huh. of theme, right? Of sort of that, you know, or, or, right. Orwellian George Orwell, yeah, which is 1984. That Orwellian sort of future, where you know that you know how how people way in the past look at the future, and right. having that sort of government, you know, the government state and and that sort of control of of everyone's feelings and how they comport themselves. And and see, I I would say I would give Metropolis. A thumbs down in terms of at least language learning. Um, <laughs> I think it's a it's, silent film, <laughs> right? And it's yeah. I just it's a it's a cool movie to watch. Don't get me wrong. Um, yeah, but, but it's, it's also it it feels like. And listen, I I, I, I recognize what I'm piece. saying here. This is a family podcast, but it almost feels like that movie should almost only be enjoyed on mushrooms or something like that. <laughs> like it's just yeah. like it's so like it's, it's so weird. like it's really weird. It, it's very it's very like um. Yeah, it's just very dystopian future, and it's very right. ex- existential. Mm-hmm. And, oh, definitely. Uh, and like, what if he, uh, like, you know, like those ones we said. Um, a one that was big for me when I lived in Germany, and I've been talking this whole time. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're good. You're good. <laughs> one that's been big for me. The one that was big for me when I lived in Germany was obviously the cartoons, because one, it gives you the repetition. Yep. Two. In most cases, if we're talking cartoons, your boy knows his cartoons. That's so, true. Like I, I know them well enough where a lot of the episodes I've at least seen once, and mm-hmm. I at least know the general theme. General theme. The general theme of these <laughs> uh, of these stories. So it, it's easier for me to follow along with them, even if I right. early on in my learning I don't know the words well. So that's good. Right. I remember obviously a popular one. You know, rest in peace. Pour some out to pour some out to the homie. But in, not only in America was I watching this, but in Germany I watched SpongeBob Schwankopf. Nice. I have to say, I love the fact that Squidward's name is Tadeus in SpongeBob oh, right. Schwankopf. <laughs> I forgot I think about that's that. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, is Tadeus because that's just like totally different. That's not that's, a, that's re- a that's a real name. That's yeah, a that's real not name. like a reference to a squid. They're, they had no, no way to, to do a squid re- related. How do you say squid in German? <laughs> uh, t- well, isn't it Tintenfish or is that an octopus? I have no idea. I have no idea. I think Tintenfish, because the squid's one with ink, right? Not the octopus. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's yeah. Tintenfish, tintin am I right? Tintenfish, wow. Yeah. Parada. Look at so, you. yeah, what would they call him? Tintenfisheos? I mean, <laughs> what are you, you going to call him? But ta- uh, Tadeos works because he's kind of a music snob, right? <laughs> oh, right. I think right, of Tadeos, right, right. I think of Amadeus, like Mozart. Right. I don't know if that's what they were thinking, but that's that's where I got. And Tadeus goes well with his nasally voice. Tadeus. That's true. That's true. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, another one that I uh, well, can, that I can enjoyed. I, can I stop you real quick? The other Please. thing about cartoons I forgot to mention uh-huh. um, is it's also cool to learn the catchphrases of cartoons in foreign languages. So, the first cartoon I ever saw in German when I was in Germany when I was fourteen was The Simpsons. And what catchphrase do you think I learned, Jared? Eat my shorts? Mm-mm. Uh, Ausgezeichnet. Uh, oh, right. Right, 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 right. For some reason, For I Mr. thought Barnes. Bart. Right. And it's excellent. And I was how, do you sitting, say, how did Bart say eat my shorts? Do you know? I don't, I don't know if he said that that episode. 
I'm not okay. sure. That was so long ago. That was 13 <laughs> years ago. Um, that was but, a common one from right? Eat My Shorts? Yeah, Eat My Shorts, definitely. Okay, just or Cowabunga sure. Dude was another one. I wonder how they translated that one, Cowabunga Dude. They might have just kept that one the same. They might have, yeah. But it was funny. I was sitting with my, my German relatives, and they said something. I said, Ausgezeichnet. And they looked at me because mm-hmm. I didn't speak any German at the time. They're like, what the? Oh. Like, what? <laughs> you know? And so, so, yeah, so the repetition helps you learn it. Yes. I think it's, it makes it fun. Mm-hmm. You know, you get engaged with it. So, yeah. So that was my my five, my what was it? My five cents? There you go. <laughs> yeah, there's the five pillars to music, uh, music uh, or excuse me, movie uh, language education right there by yours truly. Have you ever used, uh, you, you currently are and you have been an English teacher. You've also been a mm-hmm. German teacher. Now yep. I'm going to start with English. Mm-hmm. Have you ever used uh, movies in any of your English classes? And if uh, so, what have you used? I have, I have not, uh, okay. because we just don't have the class time for it. At least here in the Czech Republic, our classes are right. forty-five minutes. Have if you ever I shown w- clips? Oh, all the time. I've, okay. Well, I've shown clips from the really not from movies, but more from television shows and stuff. I've shown that clips counts. from The Office. I've We're shown not clips do a separate from, episode just for television shows. Right, right. <laughs> Although we could, but anyways. Oh yeah, we totally could. Um, I've shown clips from The Office. Uh, That's a Co- classic. Conan, uh, like Conan O'Brien, uh, has a lot you. of really funny stuff. Like mm-hmm. I, I taught a lesson about American culture, and we <laughs> talked about Southern charm. And there's a oh, really speaking f- of Conan, by the way. Uh-huh. I meant to say this about the cartoons. Another good thing about the cartoons, maybe not Simpsons, that's not a great example, but cartoons like I like to watch, like, fam- like not Family Guy, like, uh, that's also not a good example, but like SpongeBob Burst or mm-hmm. Hey Arnold or right. Rocket Power or something like that. Those are also, you know, kids' shows. Right. So they're also generally the language and the speed with which they speak will be slower than some sort of adult show. Oh, definitely. And also, Germans like a lot of uh, crime shows. Like that, that that's, there's mm-hmm. a lot of those. If you're not into those, it's gonna be hard to find a good like show. Todd Ort is is a big yeah. one in Germany. Todd Ort, if you like yep. uh, crime crime shows, which people do, people they love people it. Love they them. love it. But yeah, so so yeah, I agree with you though. Um, and and I would like to use more movie clips and stuff in class, but it's a lot of work to find the right clip. You know, make like. When I use clips, I try to also really think about the vocabulary that's in the clip. What will my students know? What will I need to explain and teach them? Um, so it can be difficult, but uh, some of the teachers here in the Czech Republic actually do like a movie club where they just show a movie every like, I don't know, Tuesday night with their students. Czech movie or English movie? English movie. American movies, oh, British movies. Um, mm-hmm. And the only reason why I didn't do that was I think it would be fun, but most of my students like they a lot of them speak really good English and they probably would already watch those movies at home. And do you know I'm, what kind of movies they've shown? Um, all, all sorts of movies. Um, Halloween movies during Halloween. Mm. Um, oh, I'd have to ask a couple of my friends. I'm drawing a blank right now, but I, all, all sorts of like your your popular American movies. Right. Um, I think I think one of my friends they showed. Um, Oh, what's that movie? A Star is Born? Is that the one with Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga? <laughs> I've never seen that movie, and I barely know what it's about. But for some reason, that song is just drilled in. They, they actually, I was at the, I was at the gym today, and like, there's a stereo, and it's just whatever's on the radio. That uh-huh. came on. I was halfway through my set doing bench presses, and that came on. So that was interesting. <laughs> yeah, um, it's everywhere, and I, it I don't even, I, I'm, I. 
Uh, yeah, but, uh, so I do know that movie. Yes, is what I'm getting at. Right. And everyone felt like it was snubbed at the Oscars. <gasps> Tune in for our Patreon edition of the Oscars in German only. Dude. Yeah. So I just thought of a great idea. What's that? Now, we should do this is more work for me only, but I love this idea. We should do a spinoff podcast or. And I'm just gonna say it on because once again, I've 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 totally blurred all those lines between off air show talk and on air show talk at this point, where we do some sort of spinoff show, where we do it only in German. Oh really? All right. Yeah, we I could try that. Cool. You know, maybe only once a week or once every two weeks right. or something like that. But I think that would be cool. What do you mean? Uh, make it a part of the untranslatable podcast or like a separate thing? Well, it could be a separate thing, but we we could probably still put it on the same feed. I mean. Okay, but that's it could, a good but it, idea. But like, it would be it would I don't. But maybe we like wouldn't count it towards like it wouldn't be episode eighty two. But we would right. just have like you know a little bonus that as a separate thing. But we we could still put it on the untranslatable feed and YouTube channel and okay. stuff. Which by the way, we have a YouTube channel. We do check it out. And we might be starting podcast. a German podcast. <laughs> That'd be fun. It'd be a good way to practice our German. Yeah, um, I've been listening to yeah. that podcast by the way. That the nice. one I told you about. And it's great because it's like you know real people stories. Right. So, so one thing I wanted to mention on this episode during the main topic is there's this amazing website. It's that real was, cool. I that saw was that. actually updated on February 26th, so not too, not too long ago. And it's called Language Learning with Netflix. And what's awesome is, so I apologize to all of our listeners out there who don't have Netflix. You probably know someone that does, though. So be yeah. that parasite. Get that password. Log don't on. Lie. All those um, people that aren't giving five-star reviews are the same people that are stealing other people's Netflix passwords. That's true. That's true. And so what's really cool is you can you can pick the language. So I'm going to be in Berlin tomorrow. Tonight after this podcast, maybe I should watch a movie in German, brush up on my German, get my get my brain in Deutsch modus, right? Get mm-hmm. it in German mode. And so mm-hmm. I'm on I'm on the website right now. And uh, so you can type in or, or select the language you study. So right now, uh, I put in German. Your Netflix Lola country. Rent on that list. <laughs> um, I don't know. Let me look. Uh, I have to uh, go rewatch that. It is not. Uh, Sorry. The first it one on the not. list is a movie I did mention, though. What? What's that? The The Lives of Others. Uh, well, good... see, see. Here's the thing, Jared. I see. You got to be real uh, careful. You're yes. you're in America, right? Right. I just I yeah, see that in now. the Czech Republic. The first one that comes up, it's called Dark. Uh, a missing child sets oh, four families on a frantic hunt. For answers as they unearth a mind-bending mystery that spans three generations. Yeah, that's um, a Netflix original. Yeah. And it's uh, originally in German that I think they actually changed to English, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, nice. Good. Um, there's a lot of Netflix originals. But what's nice is if I look at German, so for all of our listeners right now in the Czech Republic, if you are if you want to learn German, there's 34 titles. I'm curious now. We're going to see... There's 42 in, uh, in the United States. And I just and tried... Is... Go ahead. Is dark as number one is all I was gonna say. So I just tried this list. English in the Czech Republic, and there are five hundred titles. Of course, give me some. Give me some that stick out to you in the, in the Czech Republic. I'll just give you the top ones: The Dark Knight, Inception, okay. Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, The Matrix. You know, I've never seen Lord of the Rings before. Really? What? I saw one of them. What? Wow! But I don't okay. remember which one it was because it was it was only kind of passively watched at a birthday okay. party or something like that. Gotcha. Interstellar's I don't really know on much there. Much about it, except except Sam and Frodo and Andrew, not uh, Orlando Bloom has a right. big dong. Oh, what American Beauty is on here? Ooh, that's a classic. 
There are I'm a lot of great familiar. English movies here. V for Vendetta, The Shining, The New Mad Max, uh, Slumdog Millionaire, uh, all, all these movies. Sherlock, Clockwork Orange is on here, apparently. The Hangover. Ooh. I love so, Clockwork Orange. So, yeah, so I to like all of our listeners too. in the Czech Republic, there's a lot of great English movies on Netflix you can check out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's they're they're uh, you know that's that that's a benefit of 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 America being America is for anyone that's trying to learn English, there's no excuse for not being able to find quality Amer- or English content, English speaking, and not even just American. There's great British content out there too. Oh, absolutely. I'm a big fan of the show Peep Show. I'm a big fan of. Um, I used to be a big fan of. Uh, what was that show called? Can't remember. Sorry. Uh, I can't remember what it was called, but I do love Peep Show. That's a hilarious television show. That's okay, I've Netflix. never heard of it. Okay, and it's they're British, but uh, you know, it's a television. It's 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 over. Like it's, but it was great. Anyway, um, any shows you show, anything you've shown, any of your German classes? Oh, good question. Well, we used to have a we used to have a movie night, and so the kids would go to the movie night. Um, yeah, no, not not really. Um, I'll, but I'll give I was, you something. I was also teaching beginner level German. Mm, not so that you can't. Not that you can't use movies, but it's much more difficult. A lot of them are going to be over their head. Yeah, especially mm-hmm. a full movie because that'd be right. hard to keep someone engaged for a full movie. Right. And what's I, what's the point of showing a clip unless you want to highlight specific vocabulary or something? You know. When I lived in Germany, I used. Speaking of Inception, by the way, mm-hmm. I watched an American movie in my German class to in learn German. German. Mm-hmm. Like the German teacher was playing an American movie and it was Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Do you know what they called what they call Ferris Bueller's Day Off in Germany? No idea. I do, I do. Uh, it is Ferris macht blau. Really? Ferris macht blau, huh? I'm gonna I'll 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 confirm it right now, but I'm ninety percent. Oh, I'm positive. sure I'm sure you're right. Um, yep. Ferris macht blau. Okay. Ferris day off. So that Which, is that is that a slang term for skipping school? I've never heard that before. Maybe we is this an untranslatable? This uh, seems I like s- it. I always just assumed that it was. Um, oh, it's an is an idiom. It's for it's, it's an idiom for playing hooky. Holy shit! Really, <laughs> I've never heard that before. I've always heard Schulischwänzen to skip school. Oh, yeah. Where well, it says blau machen. Well, granted, this is a, a forum. Okay. But it seems legit. Blau <laughs> machen and <laughs> other phrases news. for absenteeism. So yeah. Uh it means to it means to play hooky. That's the English I don't have no idea what hooky means, but that's what we say here in, uh, in right. America. Which is, is funny hooky. though, because if you just change the verb school? from blau machen to blau werden, it means to get drunk. Oh, I thought I thought that would mean get sick. No. Get drunk. Okay. I did not know that. Yeah. You've said that before though, haven't you? What? Some you've said that before, haven't you? Maybe once or twice in my day. Oh, I meant it's untranslatable. But maybe that's why they're mocking Blau because they're uh, they've had Blau, you know, <laughs> because they want to go get drunk. Yeah, yeah. You're not wrong. Uh, You're not wrong. All right. Um, let's see. Do you have any other any other well, movies? Well, to one talk of about? my favorite television shows. Um, so the other thing is when you watch a movie in a foreign language or a television show. It's a lot on your brain. Like, I feel mm-hmm. exhausted, especially when I try to watch stuff in Spanish. I feel exhausted afterwards. German, not as much, um, right. but still a little bit. But with, with Spanish, my favorite show... What do you think my favorite show was to watch in Spanish? 
telenovelas. Actually, Oy. I did. I did watch Ay, a couple mijo. of those. There, there was one called, I think, um, <sighs> El El Sin, uh, uh, La Señora. One of those like uh, talk shows where they're like hitting each other in the head with giant it, rubber hammers and stuff no, like that. No, I'm tr- I'm trying to think where it was now. Like it was, um, oh the 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 woman of of the south, I think. Uh, La Señora del Sur or something, something like that um, was, I think it's a tele, telenovela that was on Netflix in the States. I don't think I can get it here in the Czech Republic. And but that the, helps with that repetition. Right, right. And engagement, I would assume. Oh, definitely. Very, uh, you almost La- feel foolish getting sucked in in some of those TV shows. You're like, I'm better than this. Right, right. But the one <laughs> that really sucked opera. me in was Narcos. Narcos. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, although I, I will say I, I have heard that the... Um, I'm sure it's great for someone learning the language, mm-hmm. but that that the uh, the at least for uh, Colombians, it was very obvious that the, the those were, I believe, uh, mostly Mexican actors. I'm not sure where they were from. I do know though that the guy who plays Pablo Escobar is from Brazil. Okay, and, well, so, and so my native speaker not Spanish, even a Spanish friends, speaker. <laughs> right? My my native speaker Spanish friends told me they had some difficulty watching it because yeah, the the accents for them they can they can tell. My Spanish right. isn't nearly good enough, so it didn't really matter. It's um, like it's like if we're watching, say, Django Unchained, right? And um, Leonardo DiCaprio, or uh, you know, uh, you know, Candy, whatever his name mm-hmm. was, mm-hmm. had like a like a Boston accent or something, right? <laughs> You're like, this is very confusing. Aren't right. you in Mississippi right now? <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> but you know, I think I think movies are just movies and television shows are a great way to learn language i think in a fun and almost more realistic way right because mm-hmm. you're not sitting there more with a applica- grammar book applicable applicable yeah. there we go exactly applicable very ap- applicable exactly um so yeah uh, do you have any other tidbits for our listeners out there jared about uh using movies for language learning um get off your phone and actually watch it that's all oh that's a great tip that's a great tip i like that yeah um and just I do start, it a lot even when I watch, you know, just normal stuff. As as soon as it starts, I reach for my phone. Right. That's that's a good point. That's the nice thing about going into the movie theater, at least for me. I I, tr- I still turn my phone off. I don't know if people I don't even turn do my that phone anymore. off, but I I don't I I'm not a I, I won't look at it. I can right. I cannot look at it, but I I don't I don't turn it off. Right. So just to recap for all of our listeners out there, um, some of the benefits and reasons why you should watch a movie. One, it can be very repetitive. For all of our German listeners out there, check out Lola Rent. Uh, and for our, for our Spanish speakers, uh, there's a lot of repetition, uh, or Spanish learners, there's a lot of repetition in Narcos as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Might be not the most, um, you know, it's not like you need to tell someone silver or lead, you know, because you're trying to bribe them. But you what's can good, still learn some Spanish. What's a good um, English movie for repetition? I have an idea, but I'll let you go good first. Good English movie for repetition. Or English speaking movie. Obviously. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um I don't know. Click. Oh, you're right. With Adam Sandler. Yeah, you're That's right. That's a lot of rewinding. That's true. That's a good point. Um I have another one. What's that? Ooh, I'm so good at this game. What what's that one? Memento. I've never seen it. What what is it? Memento is all about a guy that lost his memory. Okay. And um Oh, excuse me. Every every day he loses he he forgets mm-hmm. that he loses his memory. Okay. And so he has to he has a reminders of stuff at, tattooed all over his body. Oh, interesting. Another one. And so it's another one where it's a lot of repetition in him trying to right. remember like, you know, everything and realizing that he's living a life even though 
he he can't remember it the next day. So right. that's a great one as Interesting. well. Interesting. And so people one. like a lot of kind of subtly subtlety in people and how people explain to him mm-hmm. his own life. Okay. Interesting. Another one as well with Adam Sandler is what is it? Isn't it like Fifty First Dates? There you go. Uh-huh. That uh-huh. is a great one. Yeah, because that's she, another she, great example of explaining a lot of explaining things to right, people. Right, which is good. So yeah, so there's a lot of repetitions in certain movies, which can be great. Um, don't be afraid to turn on those subtitles if you're a beginner. Use sure. them in your your native language if you're more advanced. Definitely For use sure. them in the target language. Um, what are some other other just to recap our main topic today? Repetition. Jared? Engaging and subtitles are my three big ones. Yep. And um, don't listen to it. Probably not good to start with silent movies if you're trying to learn a language. <laughs> True. I guess the last thing is there's a lot of awesome culture that you can get from movies as well. I mean, yes, the, you can the learn, stuff yes. that I've learned about Mexican culture from Coco, and I've talked to some of my friends who are from Mexico, and they say the movie actually does it pretty good justice. I've um, seen a lot of German movies that do a great job of, and of course, off the top of my head, I can't think of like any specific examples, mm-hmm. but that sort of do that do go, do a good job of showing that sort of keep to yourself and don't really make odd and in conversations while you're, you know, like we do here in America, like that. that I've seen right. that portrayed well, and it, yeah, it's a great way to understand how people sort of carry themselves as well, especially mm-hmm. if it's a modern movie. Oh, definitely. Definitely. You're not watching some sort, for example, you know, some sort of Nazi movie, which are a lot of German movies. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, well, another way to learn a new language and just to enjoy yourself is listen to some great music. And I you have betcha. to say, Jared, you have picked a fantastic song for this episode. Can you tell us oh, a thanks, little buddy. bit about it? So this song is called "Fire by the River." Fire by the river. And it's uh, sang by a, a Japanese man named Harumi. And Harumi is traditionally a female name. But that sort of is just like the beginning layer of sort of this mystery behind him because people okay. don't really know much of anything about this guy. They know that he filmed – or excuse me, he, rec- he came to New, York, uh, New York and recorded this album around 67 or 68 – and it uh, with a very famous uh, producer named, I believe, Tim Wilson. And he, he's produced a lot of famous albums that a lot of anyone that knows anything has heard of. Um, but no one really knows anything about this guy. Some might some say he could be dead. Some say he could be back in Japan. Some say he could be walking amongst us in uh, here in America because Harumi is not his real name. And there's also a very sort of mixed reviews on, on on his style of play. Some people think it's beautiful, and I think it's beautiful too, at least the song. I haven't heard the whole album. Um, I've heard a couple songs, though, not just... And, and some say it's very um, derivative, uh, which uh, essentially what, means... What do you mean by just, that? Yeah. It, it, which essentially just means that he's copying themes that have been already done and kind of just sticking them together. He's just he's just stealing other people's sort of sound is essentially what that means. Uh-huh. Okay. Interesting. Um, and, and he's not really he's not really doing anything unique. But I think that's unfair one. That might be a fair critique. But I think that's an unfair thing to put on him because I think that happens a lot with any sort of error of music, especially once this the sort of sound has been set. Sure. That that this sound at least this so this song came out, you know, this, excuse me, this album and song came out some, you know, 68, 67, 68. It's believe 68. And um, it's a very sort of um, flower power hippie ish sort of rock song. 
And uh, I think it's an unfair assessment on this song because that's how a lot of eras go in music. And, and, sure. and, and a, sound, a sound is established and sort of stuck to. That's why people can listen to a song and be like, well, that song's from the 60s. Right. That song's from the 2000s or whatever. That's, so I think that's an unfair assessment. And I think the guy has a very beautiful voice. And I think almost subtly, maybe I'm tainted because I know this, but you can almost also kind of subtly hear that he's not a native English speaker. And I like that sort of effect on it. And I never thought of that before. Interesting. And maybe is that maybe that's just the um, sort of the what's what's the term the placebo effect of knowing that. So could I, be. I don't want to yeah, put too much on it. But I, he has a very nice voice. Um, I like the, uh, it, the 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 beat kind of sounds almost like um, I don't know the monkeys or something like that, mm-hmm. uh, or like uh, some Beatles, you know, a little Beatles. Um, and he's got one of those very '60s voice, you know. In, in the '60s, the whole or in the sound time, like, is '60s-esque. It's he, great. Like, it, during that time, a lot of the male singers have that like almost slightly falsetto high voice, mm-hmm. and yeah, he has that too. But it's very nice. Where it's like a lot of the singers, some of them were children, some of them sounded like they were children, right? Uh, but it's great. I like it, and it's a very nice song. I like the guitar in it, all the drum fills. Yeah, it's fantastic. So yep. check that out on our Twitter, Harumi Fire by the River. It's absolutely fantastic um, yep. and very, very enjoyable. All right, Jared, Parada. are you ready for your uh, weekly check test? Even though really we should be doing a German test, but I already know your German will be on spot, so I'm um, not too worried about it. I have been telling you that, uh, well, I, didn't ha- I told you once, the last episode, episode 73, uh, that, I, that I edited, I the editing took way longer than it needed to, both the audio and video version, just because I kept rewinding the check part just to quiz myself and be like, what was, how do you say that again? Right. And like, like I pause it and say it and then rewind it. Right. Hey, that's a great way to learn <laughs> it, it though. That's editing good. Editing to, to a little lesson. <laughs> All right, well, give me Which a I'm recap. Which I'm sure you'll love to hear. Right, give me a recap then, Jared. So some of the ones that I, you know, what I, that's is now stuck in my mind is Yaksamesh. Yaksamesh. Yaksimash. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess it's not fully stuck in my head. Yaksimash, which is how are you? Dobri mm-hmm. den is good day. Very Dobri good. vecher is good night. Very good. Ahoy or ciao is like hello or what's up. Uh-huh. Parada. Uh, parada. Parada is, uh, is excellent, I guess. Uh-huh. After, I, don't know. I, like, I forgot what that is, and I play it all. I click that thing all the time. Right. Um, prosim. Uh, pro, prosim. Prosim. Pajalsta. Uh-huh. Is please. Mm hmm. Um, how do you say thank you? Yakuya, yakuye. With it's with a D. Yakuye. Oh right, Yakuye. There, there you go. That was pretty good. Uh huh. And is obviously we thank you. Yakuye yep. is is uh thank you. Yakuye, Yakuye, Yakuye. Not ya, but ya. Yeah. Yeah, uh huh. Good. It's that's a weird sort of sound because you go to the a, then straight to like an ah, like like right. the low. You go from sort of a, you know, that long a straight to a short a. Right. Yeah. Whatever. Uh So we got that one. Um. Uh. I. Oh. Um. Oh. How do you say what is it? Yeah. Yes. Uh. So. So is what? Uh-huh. I don't remember to say what is it, but so, so is what. So, Cause, so cause yeah. Wh- that's how, 
Sotoye. Because uh-huh. Sotoye is how you could also say, like, uh, what is, what did you say? Yeah. So, or what are you doing? Do you remember that one? Is it also Soto something? Sodelash. Sodelash. What are you doing? Um, Sotoye. And I do remember, mm-hmm. for some reason, I still do remember Neymam, which means I do not have. Very good. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you know why I remember that? It's from your story about uh, losing your ticket at the, uh, <laughs> uh-huh. at the club. Yep, good. <laughs> yep, Neymam. Uh-huh. Hey, mom. Ah, another good one. These two will be really important. Nevim. I don't Nevim. know. Nevim. Nevim. Okay, I don't, I don't know. know. Nevim. That's a new one. You haven't uh-huh. said this one. I know. Yet. Yeah, yeah. I'm giving you two new ones for today. Okay. Nevim. Nevim. I don't know. I don't know. And this one's a little harder. Well, well here, I'll teach you the positive one first and then the negative, and you'll probably learn something new. Nevim. So, I don't know. So I understand is Rozumim. Rozumim. Rosumim. Uh-huh. Stick with that for now. Yep. Rosumim. And I don't Rosumim. understand is Nerozumim. Nerozumim. So, so how do you say I know? Vim? Uh, vim. Yavim. Vim. Yavim or Vim. Either Yav- of those work. Yeah. Uh, or like, yeah, so, I know. So, so the cool thing about Czech is you don't always have to use I because the verb conjugations, uh, you know, you get say, the point. Yeah, exactly. So you don't, I've, I've heard, I've heard Yavim and Vim before okay um so yeah but anyways the cool thing about czech though is oh yeah is not uh, yeah is yeah i, is I. uh-huh okay the, the cool thing about czech is to make a, a verb negative you just put ne in front of it so rozumim mm-hmm. is understand i understand ne rozumim i don't understand um so uh, ne yavim technically works nevim nevim i know it's nevim i was just curious if ne yavim would, would work it would be ya nevim Yanavim. I okay. don't understand, or I don't know. Sorry, okay. I don't know. Yeah, uh, but, don't, but it's not even. Don't even worry about it. Just say I nevim. just say nevim. Nevim. Right. Uh, gotcha. Yeah. Good. Uh, uh, oh, how do you say another round? I remember you mentioned that one. Yeshte. Yeshte. Yeshte jedno. Yeshte jedno. Yeshte jedno prosim. Let's be polite. Chikarna is bar. I do know that. Uh, 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 or is that just the name of that Chikarna specific bar? Chikarna is the bar in, in Komutov. That oh, if we if we come bar. here, we are going there. Pivo is beer. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Oh, very important. How how much does that cost, or what does that cost? Oh yeah. Oh, and check please is. Prozit uh-huh. prosim. Platit prosim. You're pretty close. Ah. Or you Platit can say uchet. Uchet prosim, right. which means check please. Platit Damn. prosim means pay please. Platit prosim, uchet prosim. What was uh-huh. the one you just said before that? Sorry about that. Uh, oh, I, I would like to pay. Oh, yeah. Or, or, or no, no. How much does it cost? How much? Kolik uh, tostoyi. Ooh, that's a tough one. Kolik? Kolik tostoyi. Kolik tostoyi. All right. How much does it cost? Yeah, that's enough. That's a lot. That's enough. But that'll be now. perfect for when I edit this. I'll probably edit this on the airplane. So that'll be... Uh, That'll be enough for me to uh, <laughs> rewind back and forth a couple of times on my right. seven-hour flight to uh, London. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Jared, unfortunately- I still have not bought an adapter, by the way, which I'm going to do after this podcast. Oh, yeah. You should definitely do that for sure. Um, I mean, I have one extra one here, um, I think. I mean, I'll I only- it, That's but... probably fine, then, because I only need the, pot, the my computer for podcast stuff. Right. And I'll, and I'll bring that. And I I'd also- Well, I'll talk to you about it after we're done. But right. um, but yeah, sounds good. We're just so excited, people. We, so we are. Sorry. We can't we help are. it. And yeah, pretty soon we'll be having a lot of exciting content coming to you straight from Berlin and also from Prague. Mm-hmm. 
Potentially mm-hmm. also Homotov. So keep your eyes mm-hmm. peeled for that. Uh, we're looking peeled. forward to it. Look and forward to the new. Um, what do we? Can we? All right. At some point, we should spitball some German names for. Uh, we should do it on the podcast. That'll be fun for our all German podcast. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, yeah. All right. Was Max do? That's too easy. Right. We'll 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 talk about it. But anyways, um, <laughs> I think uh, I think it's time to give our listeners a quote. And uh, just like the last episode, it's I'm I'm free balling it, improving up the wazoo right now. And, uh, I like it. I and like it. My quote with the pod today is um, Don't underestimate the power of movies and uh, television shows to not only motivate you to learn a language, but to absorb you into the language and culture that you are learning. I think we've, we through our childhoods, have been uh, led to believe a whole bunch of BS, and that's that television rots our brains. Mm hmm. I think that's a foolish thing to say. I know obviously there might be specific shows that are not adding anything to your to someone's life uh, intellectually, right. but just to say, you know, television ruins your brain and it's just a waste of time is a foolish thing to say. I agree. I agree. I think there's a lot of great documentaries, great movies. The thing yeah. about I mean, we both have friends that have learned languages solely off of uh, music like, uh, and television movies and stuff. And, exactly. And, yeah. Exactly. So yeah, it's a huge help. It's helped me learn German and uh, improve my Spanish. I need to start maybe trying out some movies in Czech. Uh, I just don't mm-hmm. even know where to begin. So any of our listeners out there from the Czech Republic, uh, drop us a line and uh, help me learn Pleasure some more Czech through, uh, through some movies. So yeah, so we hope you've enjoyed this episode. Uh, gotten a few tips to kind of jumpstart your language learning through watching movies and television. You know, make sure you find something that can be repetitive. Definitely start with cartoons or movies you've seen before. Also, a lot of really good children's movies, Disney movie, Pixar movies are great to start with. Um, And just enjoy it. You know, like Jared said, put your phone down. It's time to enjoy this movie and really, really uh, learn from it and uh, engage in it. So, yeah. So, we hope you've enjoyed this episode. As I mentioned, we'll be having a lot of all sorts of uh, crazy things coming to you from Berlin and Prague. So uh, keep your eyes peeled on our Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast. Shoot us an email if you have any uh, additional tips for using movies to learn languages at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. And of course, for our songs of the pod and all sorts of other great shenanigans, check out our Twitter, Untranslatable1 on Instagram. Don't forget to uh, leave us a five-star review on iTunes or Stitcher. And also check out our YouTube channel to see Jared's beautiful face, see my flannels, and also always remember, keep up the laid-back vibes. And if you're a Bayern fan, enjoy Jared's Bayern jersey. So we thank you so much for all of your support to all of our listeners all over the world. It's such a humbling experience to see all of you um, out there enjoying our podcast, and we hope you continue to do so. And as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, Yakuya Man.